in, by yeah. the way. Did you hear it, though? I saw it. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, okay. You were having a very passionate... Po- um, <laughs> a uh, pastoral, pastoral conversation. Moment, which staff members understand to kind of give you space. You, you would think that. And this fan, I, I, with an image on their shirt of your face, was like... <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Wow. Okay. They're like, are you... Are you the Are voice of Margo? The Margo. <laughs> yeah. He, yep. That's what I, up, that's how I remember it happening. He came too. up to me and was like, I love the podcast. And uh-huh. I was like, thanks. He's like, I listen to it all the time. That's I, so funny. And I told him we we're back. We we're back this week. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of MQRA Sunday with Margo and Steve. This week, we're back at our kitchen table discussing the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verse 28b and 36. Take a seat at our kitchen table and join our conversation. Hi, Margo. That was... was like old times. Yes. That was perfect it's, and flawless and not awkward at all. We have not been at this kitchen table for over five weeks. Yeah, it's because been a long time. I was on vacation for two weeks. That's right. And you were with Charlie. That's right. And yes. I, and I listened in. You did? And I have to say, you I think you have a better <laughs> What do you, you have, have a, to say? You have a better understanding of my role of the announcements because you also tripped over your words a couple of times. Oh gosh. I was really hoping you wouldn't hear that. But welcome back, Margo. It's been Thank so you. such a great week for you. You've been back for a week. Right. Do you wanna Right? Uh, you were off for two weeks and then I was off for five um, weeks, yeah. which is the longest break I've ever taken from ministry. And that, that's a total of seven for those who... Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's an out. eternity. Yeah. It's like a Catholic year. It's almost like Lent. It's yeah, Lent. yeah, basically. Yeah, so I was away for five weeks doing sort of a leave of absence, kind of time away. I was feeling pretty burned out. I had, as you loyal, two loyal listeners know, my dad died in December. And um, yeah, just like everything was sort of piling up to a point where I just really needed to take a step out for a while. And, uh, and I did. But I'm happy to be back. I'm back this week. Yeah, I think we're all happy to be for you to be back. Oh, we you think you. so? Oh, of course. Thanks. Of course. I hope so. My gosh, all the times I'm like, where's Margo doing? Where's Margo? <laughs> yeah. But we're back in the swing of this podcast and back in the swing of, of beta groups. Right. Can you remind us of what this all looks yeah, like? Yeah, absolutely. We Every week, except for the last seven, we do five. We do a kitchen table conversation around the Sunday gospel. We read it twice, just kind of soak it in, and then we just talk about it. It's not like deep scholarship we're not looking for we're we're not experts we're just joe catholic up here sitting at the kitchen table having a conversation and we use our beta lesson which is produced every week at our parish and you can as you're listening you can find that online follow along along. um, or start a group to have conversations just like this with your friends and i'm back just in time for lent my second day here was ash wednesday right so we're starting a new liturgical season, a yeah. new uh, part of the year, season for the year for the church. Yeah, and it's a time where we kind of uh, mimic the time that Jesus spent in the desert. Mm-hmm. So we wipe away all the flowers and all the water. Right, no joy. No joy at all. No alleluia, no mm-hmm. gloria. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of reflect on our relationship with God. And hopefully it grows over the six weeks. Right. And then we are Sunday people on Easter where yep. we come and celebrate. Boop, boop, boop. 
burping. There's flowers. There's water. Yeah. It also kind of um, harkens back to a time in the church when people use those 40 days to prepare to join the church. Oh, okay. So, Great. and we still do that now. We still have a big focus on bringing people into the church during the season with baptisms at the vigil mass on Holy Saturday. Right. The night before Easter. Listen, we can go on and on and on and talk about Lent and all the programs that we are having yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, we but can. But listener, you can just head over to our website, mqa.org slash Lent. Yeah. L-E-T-F. Wow. <laughs> L-E-N-T. Right. That's and, a hard one. Uh, join us. We're, we are doing things in person, also online. Right. So wherever you are, um, you can see us in person or online. Yeah. So check it out. Come, we'll autograph things. Yes. If yeah. you want. We're always time for fans. Selfies. We always Absolutely. have time for fans. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And this week we're talking about Luke. We're still in the Gospel of Luke. Oh, yep. So that hasn't changed. That's right. And what also hasn't changed is that we start with an icebreaker. Hit me. So tell me um, the best vacation you ever took and your favorite place to take a nap. Well, I, I just came back from my favorite vacation. Did you go Did you go somewhere? I did, yes. I was, no I was in Hawaii, as my niece calls it. Hawaii. And uh, with my whole family, and it was really nice. Uh, we travel a lot together, but this was actually the first time we were able to just be and enjoy because we were hmm. all there and 2019 so it was really nice i spent many a days in the lazy river just floating <laughs> and enjoying yeah. the sun that sounds good and then the best ta- the best place to take a nap is in bed okay yeah i try i have a couch that's old and so it's mm. it hurts your back yep i'm at that point of life Ugh, where the worst you have to che- like you can't just sleep on the floor right anymore. oh yeah yep um what about yourself my the best vacation i ever took was you know what's probably my honeymoon Oh, okay. We went to Montreal, Montreal and Quebec. And what was cool about it was not just that we were newlyweds and all that, yeah. but we didn't plan anything. So we like arrived in Canada and we're like, so what's Canada all about? So we just kind of wandered for two weeks around Canada. It was very cool without any place to go or anything. Nice. It was awesome. And my favorite place to take a nap is on my front Murphy porch. Bed. It's not a Murphy bed, but I do have like a platform bed yeah. on my front porch yeah. in the windows. It's amazing. Lights. Like twinkle lights yep. around there. Yep. It's gorgeous. It is really nice. It's my happy place. Wicked furniture. I can't even wait follow, for it to be warm. Follow Margo on Instagram. She has a photo of that thing. We should probably do post I? it this week. Oh, yes. Yes, I and, do. Uh, our favorite. <laughs> my bed. Yeah, that's what we'll we'll bed will be that's, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the people want to know. Yeah. 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 So check that out <laughs> on our stories. They'll be like, they're just like us. <laughs> okay. So we're going to read through the gospel one. Well, I'm going to read it. Stephen never wants read. to read. So I'm going to yeah. read it. And while I'm reading, you can sort of just listen prayerfully you can invite god to point something out to you it's just see what kind of catches your interest as i read through here we go jesus took peter john and james and went up the mountain to pray while he was praying his face changed in appearance and his clothing became dazzling white and behold two men were conversing with him moses and elijah who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them, And they became frightened. 
when they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They fell silent and did not, at that time, tell anyone what they had seen. Take a minute, soak that in, Mm. see what stands out to you, and then we'll hear it one more time. Jesus took Peter, John, and James and went up the mountain to pray. While he was praying, his face changed in appearance, and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them, and they became frightened when they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They fell silent and did not at that time tell anyone what they had seen. All right. This is a popular one. This is a this is a greatest hit. And I think, tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, I will. <laughs> is, this a, is this a moment where you feel bad for the for the apostles? You mean me personally? Yes. There is a. There, I think there's a little bit of funny. Okay. In this story, in that. Because if you're a long time long time listener, yeah, I'm normally the one that's like they're so dumb, and then you're <laughs> like, well, I don't know. So I just wanted to. <laughs> I'm a yeah. That. I'm the ad, I'm the apostles advocate. Yes. I there is one little part where um, Peter interrupts the conversation that Jesus is having with them, and is like, "This is so great. We should stay here." And then God interrupts Peter. Mm. It says while he was still speaking, the cloud came over. We all know. And I think that's funny. We all know a Peter in that situation. <laughs> Peter, right? I love Peter. He's impetuous and impulsive and yeah he asks all the questions i'm i can relate to peter i like peter mm-hmm. but i love that god is like ah, i'm speaking <laughs> behold <laughs> yeah so i i love the line um he doesn't know what he's saying <laughs> i mean I, that i relate to that so many right like you don't even you're talking about like maybe a little bit and we're all on the big picture kind right. of thing. Yep. Yeah. That's what I got from that. Yeah. This is a big sort of pivot point and in the story. And it kind of flashes back and forward. It does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, Moses and Elijah from the Old Testament, right? So it's right. flashing back to those two kind of characters and their importance to the story. Well, what do you tell me what you think is like happening here? What do you think they're talking about? Probably like... Uh, Jesus in them like, yeah I just think that they're pot- probably like all the important people are there mm-hmm. and it's just showing that instead of Jesus is also important the equal yeah we, we all know it's greater but mm-hmm. like maybe to the apostles at that point like they're in the same league right he's in the same league as them right I love that it says they became fully awake 
and they saw his glory and like maybe this is the moment that they were like oh oh i see right you know and that's a little flash forward too that's a little foreshadowing to when when it says they've been overcome by sleep do you remember that coming up yeah that's at the after the last supper in the yeah in the garden yep they all (laughs) close (laughs) they all fell asleep um (laughs) while he was praying same Mm -hmm. thing so it's a little flash forward and it also flashes forward to the empty tomb there's oh yeah in math no in luke which is what we're in at the end of the of the book and verse uh, chapter 24 the women go to the tomb to find jesus's (coughs) body okay what they find instead are two men in dazzling white Mm -hmm. robes so maybe these are moses and elijah again oh okay so they're um and this is only in luke that those those kind of two characters appear twice twice okay yeah so that's kind of cool it's like this really cool what's that called the hinge episode like Mm. (laughs) everything kind of changes here yeah the big pivot happens right right they even talk about jesus's exodus that he was going to accomplish which the other word for that if you look in a different uh, translation they say his departure Oh, okay. Which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem, which you could say is like his dying or his leaving or his sort of next part of his journey. Okay. I always wonder if this is the point where Jesus learns who he is. Like, that's a big question for for Christians. Like, what does, did he know his whole life that Mm -hmm. he was God? Mm -hmm. You know, does he come figure it out sort of along the way? Yeah, because there's certain groups out there of Christians that Mm -hmm. say, like, Jesus knew the whole time. Mm -hmm. Or maybe at this moment, that's when he knew. Right. You know, his, that kind of tug of war of divine self or human self. And yeah. So, but what do you personally think? Is this, do you think that he knew all along or? I mean, personally. Yeah, that's why I I do think Jesus knew he was different. Okay. But sort of, I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, but like I knew at a certain point that God was calling me to something. Right. So if it turns out that I'm divine, I certainly don't know that yet. Gotcha. But, and maybe Jesus like through his ministry was starting to see like, oh, I can actually heal people. I can make miracles happen. Mm-hmm. There's something, something happening. You know, like yeah. his mother was told that he would be special. Right. You right. know, his mother had been told. Who knows what she told him right. as he was a kid. Was there ever a conversation of him being like, hey, right. Mary and him. Right. I, for me, it it doesn't, it per, my faith, it doesn't matter. Oh. When he knew. Okay. I know it's a little bit of like a, a Christian conversation that some people bring up. <laughs> yeah. You know, like just to have, just to share people's uh, opinion of it. But I also do believe that the human, uh, we are limited. Mm-hmm. And, and so even though he was divine and man, I think the human side was limiting him, I think. Yeah. But I think we've talked about this, like yeah. a high Christology and a low Christology, right? Right. Like right. The lens that you see Jesus through. Mm-hmm. So I think um, our Christology can change as we grow. It should really change yes. as we yes. grow and our sort of life gets bigger and our experience gets bigger, right? And maybe um, as children we or, or at times when we're weak in faith, we really need to like think of Jesus as divine mm-hmm. and can only really handle Jesus on that level. Maybe as we grow into our own humanness, we get more comfortable with Jesus's humanness. Yeah. I don't know. And maybe we, like all things, go f- 
forward and backward and those mm. things. But all right, here's one of the questions from the beta lesson. Okay. Have you had a moment in your life where you were like, oh, God's calling me? Yes. Okay, next question. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Check. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was when I got a call to um, be a youth minister and be in working in a parish. I was at Catholic Got Work Camp, which is a great service um, company that travels the nation in the summer and high school students stow a week of service in their area. Well, sometimes they travel to a different area to do that. I went as an adult chaperone. I just remember sitting in a room of 300 people, of teens and adults, and we're doing some evening program, and I there was just something I was like, I want to do this. I want to mm. do this for the rest of my life. Oh. And then um, just kind of praying on that and kind of listening more of what was happening, and then I just felt like I then went back to my home parish. I interned for a little bit, and then I got a job mm-hmm. in youth ministry, and then continue to the rest is history the rest is history yeah but for me it was more like a yeah it was some clarity it was a push loud but not loud kind of thing oh what do you mean it was clear yeah okay um, that it wasn't just like another thought that i had because at this point i never thought i wanted to be in ministry oh really yeah there was no pretense there was nothing like so cool well just like yeah of course i'll volunteer whatever yeah but i was never like because i was on that, that track of photography right at that point so um, yeah, that's why it was such a, a flip of a coin, mm-hmm. loud. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to follow it and see what, that's what happens. That's very cool. Yeah. What about yourself? Is there any? Yeah, it's, um, it was, mine kind of was the other way. Like there wasn't anything else I fit for. Ah, like okay. nothing seemed like the thing that I was meant to do. I always felt like my brothers and sisters, because I'm the youngest of five, felt like my brothers and sisters knew from like diapers what they were meant to do in the world. Okay. And I still at, um, you know, high school was like, I don't know, maybe I'll... That's a big... Maybe I'll design, I'll decorate windows at stores like or something. on holiday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really wow, that's, that's a lot of pressure because your dad was a, pro- a principal. Yeah. So academia was huge. It was, a, bi- it was a big deal, education. And then your whole family but you knew what they wanted to do in their life. It seemed like it. It yeah. seemed like it. Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a lot. That's tough. Yeah. I... <laughs> I was like, la di da. Yeah, yeah. I'll decorate like windows. I don't know what. Dancing in the fields. <laughs> Maybe I'll be a famous singer or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when so so it was uh, so then getting involved in youth ministry, it was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, you know, nice. I my brother, my brothers both really great at math, and like mm-hmm. it just they were like they had skills and talents, and I was like, my talent is cheerleading. You know. Yeah. But which you know, cheerleading is mm-hmm. sort of a big deal in a ministry career. You do kind of yeah, cheer cheerleader. people on. Yeah. and Yeah. I think it's possible that Jesus on this mountaintop was like learning. Clicking in. Yeah. Was yeah. really being, I mean, they told him. They had a conversation with him. Right. And Moses and Elijah are really important in this story because the message to the Jews was when you want to know what's right, when mm-hmm. you want to know what to do, you listen to Moses because he brought the law and Elijah because he was a prophet. So the law and the prophets were their guide for life. But here, the bringer of the law and the prophet meet with Jesus and tell him about what he's about to do, about his exodus that's going to happen, his glory. And then the voice comes and says, listen to him, right? So it's like, used to be listened to the law and the prophets. Okay. Now listen to Jesus, Jesus. because Jesus is the fulfillment of of the law and the prophets. Interesting. Isn't that cool? That is very cool. Yeah. Do you think that Moses and Elijah were jealous? (laughs) 
I'm going to guess no. Maybe they were like, finally. Yeah. Ugh, stop talking about the law. Right. God, I did <laughs> stop more. Stop calling me. <laughs> I did more than just bring the Ten Commandments, people. Exactly. I don't know what Elijah did, but. Yeah. Did he? No, that's David. I was going to say, did he write the, the, the psalm? secret chord that pleased the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's David. And then, and then Jeremiah was a bullfrog, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh we really need to get back into shape this is here. good this is good i hope you came for this <laughs> entertainment of our inside jokes yeah. but yeah, 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 yeah. okay so <clears throat> yeah do you think jesus uh, how uh, i guess we'll find out but like how is jesus after this do you see some changes in him uh, this is like this ramps right up into the sort of holy week story gotcha. his entry into jerusalem and his you know Riding on a donkey okay. and the Palm Sunday story and that whole thing. So a lot of things happen right after Things this. start to really pick up here. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And it doesn't seem that the apostles are ready. Well, this is this happened to Peter and uh, John and James. Mm-hmm. But again, they're not supposed to talk about it too, right? Right. So I, just a few, a selected few of the 12. Yeah. One of my notes says that the word master, when they say master, it is good to be here. Mm. That that is, well, there's two theories about that word because it's not used anywhere else. One is that um, it's a better word for the readers of Luke because remember, the Luke was written to new Christians, right, right. sort of non, not necessarily Jewish Christians. Mm-hmm. And so they wouldn't necessarily relate to the word rabbi or oh, something okay. like that. Okay. So that's one theory. Uh, the other theory is that master is sort of like a sign that they're very much on the inside. Gotcha. That they're his three top apostles. <laughs> yeah. That's a technical word, but that they're really like on the inside with him. Okay, I have another question. Yeah. So does this story show up in other gospels? Yes. It shows up in all the synoptics, all the Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But only the two... M- figures at the tomb show mm-hmm. up in luke right okay so this if he's talking about new christians mm-hmm. who don't have a lot of history in the jewish faith right that is perfect to say like these two figures mm-hmm. now on the mountain mm-hmm. and then at the end at the tomb mm-hmm. that's a great connection to kind of remind them like yeah there are some jewish um foundations here right Mm, that's nice right i could see i can i, I can see how he's right. writing like the ark the ark of it yeah 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 not the carbon not the noah's ark <laughs> no ark with a c <laughs> well not with a k right oh right yes yeah. yeah yeah have you had like we talked about like have you felt a moment that you were called or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. but have you had like a mountaintop moment faith-wise like a really like beautiful moment that you that maybe you were like i would like to stay here yeah yeah i think my faith in college Mm -hmm. like right when i was kind of just developing it as an adult well i thought i was an adult then (laughs) yeah Yeah, you did um like i always try to go back to that because i was very centered in prayer and i could just like snap into it and be connected and Oh, that no. awesome. But I was also surrounded by really good people mm-hmm. and um, had no real responsibilities. So I had some <laughs> freedoms of, of that. Yep. So I know that I can't go back to that. But it's something that, um, yeah, I definitely like I loved retreats in high school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think it was a part where I was finding more uh, finding more about the spiritual side of Christianity than the factual side. Right. So I think that was kind of cool. And that, that speaks more to me mm-hmm. and just generally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that they're like 
I can relate to the fact that they're like, let's just build tents and yeah. stay here. Yeah. They're kind of, they're, they may be referring to a feast, a Jewish feast. Of okay. The Feast of Tabernacles, which is sort of a harvest festival, a celebration of the harvest, cool. which maybe was happening around this time. Okay. Loosely. But another word for tabler, taber, sorry, another word for tents here is tabernacles. Oh, okay. And that kind of, ah, I've really, this year I've learned so much about how God's tabernacle, his tent, like his, his like altar, his holiest space, yeah. God's holiest space in the, in the beginning mm. was not a golden immovable object, right. but it was a tent that could be moved all over the place. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm just, I don't know, tabernacles are kind of in my head this year, but they, they're trying to be like, this is like, let's just stay here. It's so right. nice here. Yeah. Let's just, let's never go back. But that's also their tradition, right? If they, they're used to having a tabernacle be a, a movable tent. Right. So like if we were Christians and they were brought up, they were like, let's put it in a gold box. Yes. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's very human, I think. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. And I've definitely, this is the thing about retreats. Like you you get to like the third day and you're like, I don't want to go back to real life. Even, even our day aways with alpha, like getting to a point of like, ah, this is nice. This is great. You know, this is how it should be. This is a glimpse of heaven. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But I love that Jesus, well, first of all, God interrupts him. (laughs) (laughs) It says a shush now, a husha now. Mm -hmm. But the, thing that stands out to me is that you just can't stay on the mountaintop yeah you know we're not designed to stay on the mountaintop forever right i have a quote about that which i which has really kind of struck me since i read it this is from brian stoffergen if you're taking notes he says i don't know how many times i've heard testimonies that referred to a wonderful life-changing event in the person's life a mountaintop experience i'm certain that for some of these evangelists they continue to talk about that one event for years and years They have frozen that event. What I think is more important are questions like, what role has Jesus played in your life last week or today? Mm, Yeah. What do you think? Oh, this is another hit on Witness You. This is the second (gasps) time in two weeks. Yeah? Yeah, because... um, so what they what they're talking about is probably a big conversion moment for somebody, mm-hmm. right? They always talk about that, and they mm-hmm. like can't get beyond that. But right. yeah, I think we can get into um, into a routine, not a routine, but into a moment of just like always thinking of the best, yeah, and not thinking that God doesn't touch us in the normal day mm-hmm. too, you know. So yeah, yeah, that's a great question to ask because yeah. I think that's more humbling. Yeah, we can get kind of like. I don't know. Sometimes I think if it's not like my mountaintop experience, then it isn't good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. We're comparing it. And yeah. And God's speaking to us all the time. Right. But still, I mean, those mountaintop experiences, they're important. Yeah. Right. I think they're shifts. Yeah. They're shifts. Yeah. They're, and that's why I mentioned Witness You, because we tried to focus on who you were before, what happened when you encountered Christ, maybe for the first time or the recent time. And yeah. Then how does that change your life after? Yeah. So I think that's why we, we talk about the shifts. Yeah. And the, and it's transfiguration week, right? It's the yeah. word transfiguration means to, to change, yeah. right? You tell me. I'm telling change. you. It means to change. change. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Transfig. Luke, Luke doesn't use the word the others use, which is metamorphosis, basically. Oh. Like transfiguring but he does talk about the difference right his face changed in appearance Mm. and i do feel like my life changed after each mountaintop experience 
Yep. It was never, we're never going back down the mountain to the same place we were before. Right. And this is true for Peter James and Jean too. Yeah. Right? Nice. Yeah. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Okay. Hey there, this is Margo Morin, your pastoral associate. And I'm Simon Antonio, the director of family engagement. We're here from Mary Queen of the Apostles to invite you to try Alpha. Alpha is a series of conversations around the core concepts of Christian faith and the big questions in life. And it's perfect for you, no matter where you are on your faith journey, even if you haven't started on a faith journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we feed you, we give you um, great people to meet and a chance to ask your questions about faith and life with people who will not judge you or even necessarily answer your questions. And you can find out when our next series starts on our website at mqoa.org slash alpha. We'll see you there. Welcome back. Okay. Thank you. Yes, you too. Thanks. We kind of covered everything in the first segment. I I, th- I don't know my pacing anymore. It's fine. But do you want to talk about Lent? Yeah. Let's talk about Lent a little bit. Right. Because this is the second week of Lent. Mm-hmm. Second Sunday. What was the reading last Sunday? It was... The, uh, it was Jesus in the desert being tempted oh. by the devil. Okay. Yes. So this is. Um, and so then, yes, these are kind of big moments in Jesus's life. life and ministry. But for us, it's a time really to kind of reacquaint ourselves with the story, re-enter the story. Yeah. It's sort of a gloomy feel mm, right. at church, yep. right? Like you said, the flowers are gone. Mm. Official color is purple. And um, it's just a time of like, which is a a color that signifies penance. So it's a time to be sorry Mm -hmm. for your sins. And we all sort of choose something that's meant to bring up, meant to express our sorrow for being imperfect or from first growing up. Oh, okay. And it's meant to make us better people, better Christians. Yeah. So do you have a Lenten thing that you want to commit to on the podcast? No. (laughs) <laughs> I I, uh, I don't want it on record because I haven't figured it out yet. I told uh, we were we were discussing this last week. Yeah. Of when you first came back, like, what are you doing for Lent? And I was yeah. like, I do it second week. I just you know. But well, hey, guess what? This is the second yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. I do think. Um, so I think I'm I'm running a uh, a prayer course um, on Tuesdays. So that's I'm excited right. about that to kind of dive into that. And that that's yeah. professional and that's also um, personal. But Jen, our music director, is doing some music on Wednesdays, and I was thinking of doing that personally. Just going to sing, just like going kind to sing, of listen, sit and sing. Yeah, and just be mm. in the presence of that. So, um, yeah. but I do think um, this is this is a time for me to be more of like a New Year's resolution. Oh, okay. Lent. Yeah, I, took, I take that. So, um, definitely want to like walk more and 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 get more physical new year new year right new moon new me yeah Um, (laughs) so yeah i think that's kind of the tide of it and i was thinking of of listening to just christian music as well that's kind of i'm trying to do like the the greatest hits yeah past yep but i'm into it i'm ready i'm ready for a mountaintop you're not usually a lent guy no i I run from it so why this year I think this year, because there's so much change uh, happening. Mm. So we're out of COVID, everything, we're maskless, we're people coming out. Mm-hmm. The weather is nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, that happens every Lent, but this one particularly. Um, and I feel like they're, um, we're getting back into more normal pre-COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think just a lot of change is happening. Mm-hmm. And um, I think with the unusual January and February, mm-hmm. 
that this is just perfect timing uh, for me to 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 do something different. Just fresh start. Fresh start. Yeah. 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 I have friends who are Protestants, so they weren't raised with Lent, really. Oh, okay. And they used to be like, every year they'd be like, what is this again? Yeah, right. And I remember telling them it's kind of like your anniversary, like your wedding anniversary. Like Hmm. on that day, of course, you're supposed to love your spouse all year (laughs) and do wonderful things for them and all that. But on your anniversary, it's like you remember what you love about them Mm. and you decide you want to be better them and you want to show them how much you're dedicated to them right and you celebrate your relationship basically right and I think Lent is kind of like that it's a it's a time when you really are like you know what I'm really thankful that we have this you and me God Mm -hmm. I'm really sorry for the ways that I've screwed it up in the past year I want to be better and I'm just going to dedicate more effort into our relationship that's nice yeah no but I think that's nice it's more of a reinvestment in the relationship with God because we I think um, the the stuff that gets out that's still talked about from like CCD is like we give something up like that's what everyone knows right and and so I like that reshaping of no, it's not you giving up for something. It's more that you want to invest. And so normally you assess what is not working and right. not do it. Right. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Was have you ever done like a really awesome Lent and promise? Have you? I um, yes and no. So I gave up caffeine one year and it was not good for anyone. I'm sure. Correct. Yeah. And so. Um, that was the most I think committed I was, but it w- didn't make me holier. <laughs> so it yeah. was a success in the sense of. Um, and then of course you drank caffeine. Now you, you no, you're I, back on I'm the back stuff. on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was more when my frame was I need to give something up, right? Rather than sacrificing. Yeah. Rather than yeah. Fo- focusing on God, mm-hmm. I was focusing. Okay, me. What do I need to get rid of? So yeah. I honestly cannot think of anything before COVID. So. Mm. It's all a blur now. Oh, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. One year I decided to sit up straight. I remember that. As my as my Lenten thing, because I don't have great posture. Hmm. It's better now. Well, there we go. Yeah. But at the time, I just was I just was comfortable uh. slumping over. Mm-hmm. I remember reading somewhere. I think I was teaching about Lent to a parent group or something, and I remember reading somewhere that the church we're not required to do a thing for Lent. The church doesn't require us, but sort of recommends that we do something penitential. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh gosh, I never, I kind of missed that connection that it's meant to be penitential. Like it's meant to be like a way of admitting we're sorry that we're, you know what I mean? Like a reminder to us that we're, we're sinful. We're, we're not perfect. I think that speaks to everyone. Yeah. 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 And I, that year, I remember being like, oh, you know, every time I sat up, it was like a good reminder to me to to like correct my spiritual posture too. It was like, don't yeah. stop being lazy. Stop being, right. you know, mindless about how I'm living my life. Yeah. So that was a really good one for me. Nice. When I was a kid, I used to give up like very specific things. It would be like orange American cheese. Right. right. I could have white American cheese. That makes sense. You know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, me too. We've all done that, right? Like, I will give up dark chocolate. I didn't like dark chocolate (laughs) back then. Exactly. I'm giving up Sprite. Yeah. And I I do love when I, when we ask kids and they're like, my sister. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember asking a little kid at a former parish, 
what are you doing for Lent? And he said, I'm just going to be better. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's awesome. I like it. I yeah, like it. That's all he's asking us to be. Right. 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 Yeah, I, I love, love that. It. That's awesome. We do. I Before we go. Yeah. I, there are some great things going on in the parish. You yes. talked about the music, which is just like an hour of music. Come sit, sing along yeah. or not. Just sit in the silence or, and music for an hour like on Wednesday really, nights. Like really powerful, beautiful music. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for that. Me too. The other, And you talked a little bit about the prayer course, but it's, it's the unanswered prayer course, right? Yeah. Can you tell a little bit about that? Yeah, so this is this this is kind of a part two, but you can join if you didn't go to part one. The part one was all about the Our Father, and now it's following Holy Week. Oh, and, oh, and and the unanswered oh. questions that come from that. So Ooh. it's a perfect Lenten experience. You can learn a little bit more about Holy Week and the you know the whole reason we're Christian, the whole reason why we do this, but really how do we answer or how does how do we deal with unanswered prayers? Mm-hmm. Which is I think. A very human Ugh, yeah. thing. Can relate. Yeah. Hashtag can relate. Can relate, yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited. I love I love the prayer course. You ran it in the spring. Yeah. And I'm excited to dive into it. Yeah. And that and it's uh, it's also uh, gonna be hybrid, so in person and online. Right. So if you're listening from far Maine. away, if you're one of our national fans, yeah, you can join us online Tuesday yeah. nights. We also have our how to catholic yeah which is a course that you created i did i created it and i teach it on sunday nights in person at six Mm o'clock at our church in salem immaculate conception and it's really i mean it's partly uh education for people who are preparing to come into the church yeah but it's also just like a really good brush up of the basics of Mm -hmm. what we believe as catholics we look at the creed sacraments morality which is my favorite yeah uh, I'm kidding. That's not my favorite. And um, discipleship, our prayers. So yeah. it's and it's you get to meet awesome people, have conversations about these things. So we hope you'll come for that. Yeah, and that follows our our normal way of doing things, which is eat, discuss, always eat, learn and discuss. Always there'll be snacks, right? Too, so and then if you're just thinking about like making mass part of your life for yeah. Lent, we have daily mass every day, but Thursday, correct, and Saturday. And Saturday. Uh, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday at our at Immaculate Conception. Yes. Uh, which you can find out all about on our website. If you're thinking of adding Sunday Mass, you can join us at any of our Masses, which you can find out, again, mqoa.org. And we're here, yeah. you know, to we help would you. Love, we'd love to pray for you, too. So if you have a prayer yeah. request, you can um, do that right on our website, and it goes to a great team of prayers and um yeah, check it all out, mqoa.org. Uh, for Lent stuff, mqoa.org slash Lent. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll see our faces and our programs that we're doing. And well, Should we finish in prayer? Yes, please. Okay. Oh, me? I'm happy to do that. I'm just an unfrozen caveman, caveman lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud that you use that reference. <laughs> that's that's one of my greatest It's It's a tongue twister. Achievement. So it I'm, is. I'm and you get it. You nail it every it. time. You do. Okay, let's pray. God, thank you for... Reunion. Thank you for bringing us back together again, back to the table around your word and uh, in reminder of our past and of the future that you have for us. God, we ask you to make things clear for us. Give us some new knowledge and insight into what makes us your special creation, into what you're calling us to be 
but also God, give us new insights into who you are and how we can know you better. Give us mountaintop experiences, God, but also jump into our lives. Make yourself present to us every day, every minute. God, I ask a special blessing for someone who's listening, who is just wondering whether or not they should take a step toward you, a step forward in a relationship or who are looking for ways to re-engage with their faith or with their religion. Uh, I ask God for your blessing on those on that listener who's feeling disconnected, who's feeling a tug, an invitation from you to come closer to you at the table. Uh, let us be a place, a home for that person, a spiritual home. Let us be welcoming and hospitable to whoever you bring our way. Give us supernatural powers of love for your people, God. We ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. We we're we're gonna work on a sign off, right? We haven't. We haven't had. Yeah, I know. We always talk about. We should have one. MQA Sunday is brought to you by Mary Queen of the Apostles Parish, located in the historic city of Salem, Massachusetts. Your hosts are Margot Morin pastor associate and Stephen Antonio, the director of family engagement. The show is recorded in Salem, Massachusetts and edited by the staff of MQOA. The beta lesson is written by Margot Moore. Find out more about Mary Queen the Apostles Parish on our website, mqoa.org.